Hines, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, OB Pod. Evening, Cash. Morning, Zach. <laughs> you messing with me again, I see. Oh, well, you know, it's midnight, so it's the start of a new day. Figure we can start off that way. I know it. Golly, it is midnight right now, isn't it? It is. It's a lot of fun, but I'm still a little bit wired. Just got done watching a lot of football, and I just had a busy week. A lot of good stuff happened. Well, lucky you. I've been busy, busy, and uh, nothing really exciting that I could even talk about. Just busy. Let me see. I went to the Mid-South Fair on Monday. I figured we were promoting it so much, and it was definitely the day to go. Barely anybody in there, and every ride was only a dollar. So we're letting my girlfriend's kid just run wild because we had 20 bucks. It was cheaper than a wristband. And got to go through everything. I had to ride some of the rides my girlfriend didn't like so her kid could still do them but it was a lot of fun <laughs> look at you being a gentleman oh absolutely i didn't want her to get on anything and then <laughs> that come back on me so it's a lot easier to just get on it and suck it up and enjoy although i did almost die on the crazy mouse it's like a herky-jerky roller coaster and as we're going up i'm looking at the lock thing and it's not locking and I'm just looking, I was like, hey, uh, hello. They're like, ah, you'll be fine. So is this like a fat guy and a little lock mechanism? No, this was, uh, <laughs> this lock was broken and it was fixed by a person not qualified to be able to do it. Have you seen those YouTube videos where guys get on roller coasters and bring a bolt and like that and like somebody will be next to them they can tell there's obvious nervous and they're oh, like, yeah. hey, this bolt just kind of fell out of your seat deal thing. And you're like, yeah. and they're like, oh my God, no, that's yeah. wrong. They're punking. I'm like, yeah, it's probably like that, but my bolt was actually missing. Yeah. And so like, I'm throwing my leg underneath one that did lock and almost shatter my knee getting jerked oh, around like this. Oh. But it's the only thing I say in my life. Yeah. No, I but, hear you. Well, so before you go any farther, so they closed the fair down for a time. Like the, the, the Soda County Sheriff's got onto Facebook and everything and said, the fair is closed, no more entries, it's full, like that. And then I had people uh, buzzing me, telling me that they were having fights, kids having some issues out there. Did you see any of this? No. like I think that was only on Friday during the same Hunt concert, so there was probably just a whole lot of just, that's the night everybody went. Right. And it'll probably be like that this weekend, which it'll already be, this episode will be out, but they've got Monster Jam going on, and that's a nice little big draw. Yeah. But Monday, like, there was nobody. We were walking up. It was easy. Got to see the tiger. That was a little fascinating. As, uh, well, I guess if anyone from Bleed TV has followed us here, they know my aunt had a tiger. So it was just nice to kind of be around one of those and yeah. see it interact again. But it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed all the food. And, Zach, there were these beer and tacos. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. It's like a cheese quesadilla with meat stuffed inside of it. And then the cheese is crisped on one of those griddles. Uh, oh my god! I okay. hammered them. Stop! Stop talking! I'm getting hungry. Oh yeah, I'm I mean it, it's way past my fasting, and I'm already <laughs> sitting here. But then I want to give a huge congratulations to my nephew Jax, who just got off of COVID leave up in St. Louis, and he's already being awarded at school for just coming back with a nice high energy, being positive, helping yeah, out. There you go. And, That's a cool. You know, it, it was just nice to know that. He didn't get down during that kind of time, and the school recognized him for just still being the same kid that he always is. I heard that. Well, good on the school, and uh, congrats to him, man. That's, it, there's nothing better than a kid feeling feeling good about where he goes to school and uh, the environment he's in, because that's what's the best for his education, so that's awesome. Absolutely, and then safe travels to my Madra, who is off to Vegas for her birthday to go 
spend time with her girlfriends and enjoy a nice little concert. So, but you know, Cash, somebody else that does something really good for us around this area, and that is Brian Couch. And Brian Couch is part of Team Couch of Birch Realty Guys, and he is the number one realtor group in all of DeSoto County. And when we say this every week, guys, I'm not kidding. Their team has over 60 years of experience, have done over 25,000 closings, and have been voted number one here locally by you, the citizens of, of this area, as the number one team multiple times. Guys, if you are in the market to buy or sell a house, they are the ones to go talk to. Guys, they are a full-service realtor team, and they will take care of any need you can imagine. Right now, they are offering a free market analysis. That means if you call or meet with one of them in person and bring your address or your neighborhood, they can look it up and give you all the fine details of what your house might be valued, the houses in your area are valued, and or if you're looking to buy in a certain area and want to know where homes are valued in that area, they can even help you with that. Guys, this is truly a great experience and they are going to make sure you're 100% satisfied. Go to their website at teamcouch.com or you can call someone at the office at 662-449-1700 or you can call Brian personally at 901-461-7653. Guys, let's get to our jokes, and I want to say thank you to all the numerous emails this week. I got to tell you, I just had no idea there was that many jokes, and they just keep getting better and better. Uh, luckily, these are a little more subtle. We got a lot of comments from our last week's episode, <laughs> especially on the slap joke. Uh, but hey, you know what? I didn't have anybody going like, you pieces of crap, no, you know, like that, thank the Lord. So <laughs> that was refreshing to know that it didn't really get anybody offended. So hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, if you go through our email, you would think that we had a comedy club with a lot of the jokes that we're getting getting sent in and so it's a lot of fun to be able to use absolutely so cash what do you call a bagel that can fly i've got nothing a plain bagel (laughs) (laughs) actually a little bit better than i expected i didn't i was thinking of one of those everything bagels which are absolutely delicious but will you stop talking about food no i really can't because (laughs) one more thing are you a peanut butter and honey or a cream cheese person on your bagel cream cheese all the way have you ever done peanut butter and honey Absolutely not. When you have cream cheese, what else do you need? Believe it or not, you can get cream cheese that has honey and pecans in it. Yes. And mix it on top of a cinnamon bagel. Change your world. Change your world. Philadelphia already has that honey and pecan one. It actually says my name next to it because they know I'm going to buy it every time. I I, I can believe it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cash. What do you call a swimming terrorist? Nope. I'm not going to go there. Go go ahead and hit me with that punchline. (laughs) This is going to be a... Bath bomb. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought you said we were a little bit more subtle this week. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I know, I know. So, Cash, are you one of those people that every time you go to a wedding, you have your relatives look at you and say, oh, you're next, you're next, because, you know, you're not married yet? Oh, my goodness. I, I cannot tell you how many family members I have had or just friends just being like, ha, 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 look, yeah. look who's next. So, this person says, you know how you solve that? How? You tell them the same thing every time you go to the funeral. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. It has been a pleasure. But no, thank you for those jokes. They were fantastic. And we we cannot thank you enough for sending these in. (laughs) Absolutely.
Now, guys, it's that beautiful time of the year where, yeah, maybe it's a little rainy, but it's also that perfect temperature, you know, where you want to be on the back patio, you enjoy your sunsets and things. And guys, if you're one of those people who wants to maybe improve your back porch, maybe improve your landscaping of your house, have things looking amazing going into the winter months or even coming back from the spring. Have you ever thought about trying Michael Hatcher and Associates? Guys, they do an amazing job in so many different ways when it comes to landscaping. It's not just cutting grass weed eating spraying they actually can do custom designs architecture and so many different unique things that can make your outdoor experience fantastic i know several customers are using them for irrigation uh, fixing drainage areas i mean even pond levees you'd be surprised what they're able to do with their capabilities with a company this good and this good and local well and just the expertise you get from learning what plants you plant outside to actually make your outdoors a little bit more enjoyable you get these for mosquitoes or a little bug repellent and you you can take care of that naturally without having to worry about some of those tiki torches and candles that don't necessarily work. Come on, we can all be honest and realize that we're not all designers and we can't all go to Lowe's and go, you know, this looks great. And people look at it and go, yeez, you know, that kind of stuff. Sometimes you really just got to hire a professional, spend the money right and improve the value of your home. The other good thing here, guys, is, is that they're looking to hire. Now, we've mentioned this several times before, but this is something that is very serious. You all know that everybody has a hiring shortage right now. Why not look at a place that has the best benefits, the best pay and the best environment to work in? This is the place to do it. If you're really not happy with your work or your job or where you are in your life when it comes financially, maybe a change is where you need to be. And I bet you Michael Hatcher and Associates can be the place that could change your life. If you go over there to the website, see what kind of things they offer, what kind of job positions they have, or you can call their talent acquisition manager, Gabby, at 662-755-3207. She can answer any questions you could have, and you'd be surprised at how well they pay and take care of their customers. Go check them out today. All right, guys, we're going to go into our motivational message. And this is a nice little short one we thought you would enjoy. Hopefully, it brings a little sunshine to you after a rainy weekend. If you want to change your life, my friends, you've got to change your physiology and you got to change your focus. You can't have a standard education and expect to have an extraordinary life. It's not gonna happen. The one breakthrough for all leaders is constant, never-ending improvement. And that means educating yourself and continuing to develop even greater emotional mastery because that's what affects whether you execute or not. The opportunity for self-education is there. We have to change our psychology from, I'm gonna do what everybody else does and I'm mad because it doesn't work anymore to the reality is this is the greatest time to be alive if you're growing, you're learning, you're educating and you're developing valuable skills so instead of complaining you got to say where are the skill sets valued in the marketplace and how do I work harder on myself than anything else because if I become more valuable then I will be able to give more do more and change more I interviewed Warren Buffett asked the most important investment he ever made in his life you know what he said it was I was thinking all the companies he'd done you know he said Tony going to Dale Carnegie said what he goes because by developing myself that's the most important investment those skill sets learning how to persuade learning how to speak learning how to influence all my ideas would have died on my lips if I hadn't been able to influence and I learned it from that little course most valuable thing I ever did in my life he said 
Alrighty, now before we get into the news, Zach, I think you were telling me about this Hernando Alderman shady kind of meeting? I don't know if I would necessarily want to call it shady, but some shade tree things were happening. You know, Cash, we, we try to promote, you know, a positive message and stuff and, and everything, but I've got to be honest with you. When I when I read the article over the weekend on DeSoto Times about how the, the parks director was fired uh, in a private session meeting, um, considering that, you know, what happened in the last couple months, it really just kind of enveloped me with a you know, like an icky feeling. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? You know, it really does. For those of you that don't know, this was something that was brought up as soon as the alderman took office. And they were going to fire him at that meeting for all intents and purposes. One person stood up to get it done and then no one backed him. And it was, what, a long, awkward... It was a couple minutes of awkward silence where no one would second the vote, to even, or, second, or you know, second the motion to even have a vote. And it was really strange. The problem is, is that minutes before that, they had no problems firing, you know, an inspector for the, uh, for the city. And then they didn't follow through with him. And then to come back a short period of time later and do this kind of what looks like in secret. So, you know, you're afraid of public comment or something. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm sure they dotted their I's and they crossed their T's and, you know, they, they have full autonomy to do that. I get it. I mean, I know the mayor said it was a personal issue and so that doesn't require public comment. I get all that. But what changed two months later that this became a pers- personnel issue that it wasn't back then? Right. Like, I mean, like if you didn't do it then, why now? I mean, like, so again, you don't know. Maybe yeah. there's something that happened. This, this, It just has that wash of just not feeling good. Well, and if something did happen, why not make the comment? Why try to hide behind? We don't need to. I, I don't know. I just, it's but, disappointing because like last week we were talking about Hernando. I'm from Hernando. I mm-hmm. love Hernando. I go to church in Hernando. Um, you know, I think it's a great place and a lot of people are moving into it. But for back to back weeks, it's been like, you know, we're putting a noise ordinance in that a leaf blower is too loud. And now we're firing people in private sessions when there are a lot of people who came to support this man. I'm just disappointed, man. I, you know, to me, if you have cause, you have merit, you have whatever, then you need to do it like you do every Everyone else. If you're willing to fire this inspector in front of his wife, in front of people in a meeting that is open to public, then you should be able to do the exact same thing with anybody else who's a city employee and should not fear comment or whatever else the situation is. Period. But look, let's go ahead and move to our news and talk about some positive things here in all the branch area. The first thing on the list is joint chiropractic is coming to DeSoto County as they are headed to the corner of Goodman and Gitwell. And I could really use a little bit of joint chiropractic as my body is aching all so over. So <laughs> I've never been to a chiropractor before. Have you not? I'm one of those people who's so scared and worried, you know, that I'll be that guy that they twist it and uh, I'm in a wheelchair for my life. And I just, it sounds I have those, like it. I have <laughs> those fears. I mean, it's just honest. No, like it, it is a scary thing each time you go because, man, those those cracks, they are absolutely terrifying when you hear oh. some of them. But, man, does that pressure feel relieved. And Part of me feels like they're just kind of tinkering to tinker because everybody's legs are different lengths. And they're like, well, let me go ahead and yank this. I'm like, well, if everyone has one leg that's longer than the other, why are we trying to level it? Like, It feels like that's a natural human thing <laughs> that we need one to be longer. I don't know. So I don't know. But every time I've left, I have felt amazing. And I just kind of, after a couple of weeks or a month, it gets 
to a nice little base level to where I need to go again. I heard that. Guys, the other thing we talked about last week is the new restaurant there on Hacks Cross. That's Jack's Family Restaurant. Unfortunately, they had to announce that they have a delay of about a week before they open. So their new open date will be October 13th. And hopefully, y'all will be going out and giving them a shot. I'm excited. It's a little bit of a sadness that it's a delay, but I am more excited about hearing your tea review whenever we are able to get oh, the opportunity. No worries. <laughs> now, there's a lot of movies coming out that we're going to be potentially getting ready to pod, but these aren't those kinds of movies. That's right, guys. We have Movies Under the Stars, and it is making a triumphant comeback this month. Thank you for all the emails and messages y'all have been sending us. And it's great to hear that this is coming back to Olive Branch. We also want to say a special thank you to LaBelle Haven Baptist Church and First Baptist Church of Olive Branch for providing water and popcorn for these movies this year. This Thursday, October 7th, they're going to be playing Frozen 2. Then October 14th, they'll be Abominable. And then October 21st will be A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And on October 28th will be Onward and after the movie, they will be doing a huge trunk or treat to celebrate Halloween. Always got to love seeing trunk or treat since kids aren't really allowed to go just trick or treating anymore. I remember that was a special time and a nice little free independence that you got as a kid versus anything else. But please remember that all these movies are going to start at 7 p.m. at the Wesson House. Guys, do you have a house or know someone who has a house that's maybe in disarray, bad shape, just maybe has a lot of dated issues, and maybe they just want to get out of it quick for a great cash price? Looking for a local company that will take care of you, that won't take you to the cleaners when it comes to fees, lowball offers, and maybe just kind of feel icky like it's a really bad used car salesman? There is a company right here in Olive Branch that does a phenomenal job. That is Rodman Properties. Guys, if you go to their website, it's called iBuyDeSoto.com. It gives you a list of all the things they offer. It's not just buying and selling houses, but they also do property management, and they'll also show you a lot of different ways they beautify the community by how they do their homes when it comes to renovations. They improve the value of the property, which also improves the value of the community and neighborhood you live in. This is an awesome company. If you know someone or have a property yourself, go check them out at iBuyDeSoto.com. Now, we've been talking about Honor Our Troops Classic a lot for the past few months because of how important and truly special this event is for not only the city, but those involved. And on last Thursday, plenty of veterans received a meal served by Finn and Feathers of Olive Branch. They were then recognized along with Gold Star families and volunteers along with first responders, followed by an empty chair ceremony to pay tribute to those who did not return from war. And that is something that gives a harrowing touch of how much these veterans actually sacrificed to give us these kinds of opportunities. And DeSoto County as a whole has about 11,000 veterans residing in it. First, Cash, I want to say thank you to uh, Ray's Fins and Feathers. Mm -hmm. It is ran by an amazing family. They're a Center Hill family, and that's Miss Rhonda Betts and her boys and her husband. They are a wonderful family that truly gives back. They do fundraiser after fundraiser. They sacrifice their time. They give proceeds from their restaurant to help so many great local things. I mean, they helped out with Austin Eldridge. I remember yeah. going there, having a fantastic Multiple meal. Days. Yes. You know, they, they were they agreed to do one. It was such a success. They did another one. They were having raffles going on yes. for them, and they are doing things constantly to promote our community, which is something that we cannot thank them enough for. Guys, if you don't know, Ray's Fizz and Feathers is right there in Old Town. It's kind of right off of 178 behind kind of the shopping area. Mm -hmm. uh, it has been there a long time, and they do fantastic buffet style food, but also great short order cook stuff. Uh, 
if you haven't known, go over there and check it out. You're Definitely doing get some fried fight. catfish. You're not going to regret oh, it. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. And I've also heard her son, Luke, makes a pretty mean burger. You couldn't be more right about that. So, guys, the Mississippi State Health officials said that they're concerned about how the health department will receive money for its part in licensing and regulating a proposed medical marijuana program. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves says he is working with the legislative leaders on details on how the state will pay for a proposed medical marijuana program. The governor said that he will call lawmakers to the Capitol for a special session sooner rather than later, but he has not decided when. Dobbs said relying on legislative budget writers to set aside money for medical marijuana regulation could result in cuts to other public health services if cash is tight. Now, guys, if you didn't know it, there is a new push and a new vote to try and get medical marijuana back in Mississippi. Our own Senator Blackwell is one of the guys leading the charge, and we hope that maybe we can get him back on the podcast to let us know a status update and what might be different this time compared to last time, which got taken away due to our court system. And unfortunately, that was something that he went down there to try to prevent and let people know that is exactly what he was trying to do. And it sounds like Governor Reeves is still just kind of wishy-washy on what he wants to do with this. Because what's sooner rather than later without setting a point or like a date? I'm not real sure, but it seems like there's a lot of particulars. But I can tell you this. Listening to our buddies at Under the Water Tower, they go into a lot more detail on this. And they talk about how the taxation would go if marijuana is brought in. And so, guys, if you're one of those people who really wants to know those finer little details Mm -hmm. of how much things cost, how much are taxed, because they have a set tax for the proposed, you know, certain marijuana. But then if you have a certain size or amount or weight, the tax goes exponentially higher based on it. So it's a really wonky. Uh, So, And that also sounds like something that you're trying to prevent what you're trying to bring in as right. well. I mean, like they also mentioned like they're only allowing indoor growing because of more vegan relations, certain amounts based on size, approvals from your own city and government to be able to even have a place to be able to grow it, levels of security. And I mean, it, like it's going to make it where... You don't want to do it. Yeah, it's going to make it so tough. Here's the other thing. You know, I think about this all the time. I was like, oh, this could be great because believe it or not, you and I both knew a man who moved out into Oregon and Washington area when marijuana became legalization and you could grow it outside and that was a big part of their push several Mm -hmm. years ago and he went out there and sold shovels and dirt and all different things like that and they made a killing and then they realized all the regulation came in and a whole bunch of people went to jail yeah you know and so it's not like the gold rush you know you have to understand here's there's two parts to it number one all these regulations mean that everybody's going to be at your business all the time because to make sure you're not sampling your own product and you're not selling it to the wrong ways or doing nefarious things with it so that's a lot of people in your in your life that means every tax dollar everything you spend is going to be through a microscope number two is if somebody finds out you're making it you're probably going to be the victim of a crime yeah you know if you don't have the proper security protocols people like that so I can imagine the headache that would come with this. I I don't know. I, I'm just terrified that we have an opportunity to no longer be one of the first states to deal with this or even one of the middle states. But we're going to be one of the last states and this is going to be federally this is going to be federally legalized sooner rather than later. So why are we making this so much harder than it needs to be when we could get this taxation money? Going to schools, going to roads, something that we are trying to combine with three other states to get money for. I don't know. You know, I know a lot of the tax dollars will go to some of that, you know, but you know, as well as I do, if it's like Mississippi government, they'll find ways where it goes to different ways, different angles and stuff like that, where it doesn't feel 
like it's, you know, it's reaching its potential and people are going to suffer. I, I don't know. Let's see how the vote goes and how they formalize things. And when they do that, we'll report back to you guys and let you know what the final verdicts are on those. Now to move on to something that a lot of people are interested in, because I know we have a lot of hunters in the area and it's just a fun experience for those that do enjoy hunting. I, I can fully understand why. The downside to it is wildlife officials are reporting an increased number of sick or deceased deer in the past few weeks as the season is approaching, and these deer are suffering from blue tongue disease. And what that is is just causing it's a lot of viruses that are happening in the deer. So those really shrunken ones that we've seen over the past couple of years, they're being spotted a lot more, and you will see them most likely by water as that's a way for them to cool down because it's a huge fever causing them to get dehydrated and just be running hot. Mm, that's sad. I hate to hear something like that. Guys, it is October, which is a month that has a lot of unique things about it. Number one, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It was good to see football players and cheerleaders wearing pink and supporting a great cause. This is a great fundraising month and bringing awareness to you know, one of those killers out there that is just so unfortunate to have in our lives. But with our technology and medical fields now, people are surviving more every day. And so it is a blessing. Other thing is, of course, that means that the color orange is in the air because we're going to be having Halloween, pumpkins, green, all that good stuff. One of those awesome events that happens is Oktoberfest. Now, guys, this happened this past weekend on Saturday, and our boys at Backwater Brewery were there. They bottled some amazing beer and cider, and this was a huge unveiling for them as this was their one-year anniversary blowout celebration. We hope y'all got to visit there at the Ale House to sample this amazing stuff they were doing. They had a brand new October fest beer herman the german the label on it is something that is just out of this world bravo to them for coming up with something the beer is stout you have to be careful they still have some that you can go ahead and get eight and a half percent so definitely Woo! this isn't one you're going to be knocking down the whole growler of and then trying to walk around you're going to be sampling it drinking it throughout the day and it is absolutely delicious but Oktoberfest was an absolute blast. They had Chef Jonathan Mall out there doing some sausages, peppers, and onions, and let everyone get in the spirit. They also released Here Be Giants, which is a nice barley wine, which sit down because you don't want to stand up and walk around on it. 10% uh, ABV, which is a very high, so make sure that you have that. Open it with a group of friends. This is, again, not something that you're going to want to smash and drink all at once. These, these are nice little drinking beverages. Yeah, you're right, Cash. This is something you want to go enjoy for its flavor, fullness, and everything. It's not something you just want to chug back for an instant buzz. This is truly a place It is refined quality yeah. and something unique and different, something you can't get in the grocery store. So go ahead, invite a lot of people over, watch the game, crack it open, and spread it out, toast, enjoy it, because that is exactly what this is meant to be. If you want to go visit Backwater Brewery, go on Thursday or Friday or even Saturday evenings, usually from 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and they close around 10, and you can get your own sample. Give it a shot. It's a great little place right there in Old Town, right next to Side Street Burger, and you will not regret your experience. That's going to wrap up our news. Now, Zach, it's time for that Fact of the Week. That's right, Cash, and that is brought to you by Rob Long of the DeSoto County Museum, which is located in Hernando on Commerce Street, right across from the Area 51 Ice Cream Shop. They are open Tuesday through Saturday and have numerous exhibits for your viewing and learning pleasure. Don't miss out. It's a great experience. Guys, this week, Rob gave us some cool history when it comes to academics right here in Olive Branch. Did you know that 93 years ago that the Olive Branch Area School excelled in academics as well as they do now? 
I'm going to read you an expert that was published back in December 13th of 1928 when it came from the Agricultural High School. Back then, it wasn't even really called Olive Branch High School. It was the Agricultural High School of the area. And some of these names are going to sound very familiar to you. So, the following people received an honor roll for the month of November of 1928. In ninth grade, Francis Harvey was the only one. In 10th grade, it was Margaret Myers, Sarah Catherine Langston, Margaret Langston, and Mary Myers. Do you notice there was a sister or two there, maybe? In 11th grade was Janice Cochran and Maury Haraway. And in 12th grade was Barbara Massey, Eugenia Clayton, Grace Henry, Esther Grady, John Gillian, and Carl Henry. And the following boys received a varsity D in football for the season they had in 1928. Frank Bergantz, Guy Langston, Maury Haraway, Ishmael Ross, Odell Sanders, Curtis Clark, Robert Harvey, Henry Winters, Morgan Lofton, Boyce Clayton, Lamar Massey, John Gillian, Raymond Noel, Russell Treadway, Cecil Hatton, John Shivler, and Wayne Summers. Guys, if you listen to some of those names, some of them are very popular and historic names of Olive Branch. Heck, I know several Treadways. I know several several Harveys, several Sanders, and some even some Haraways, as well as some Langstons right here in the Olive Branch area. So if you know anyone with these family lineages, let them know that we were talking about them. This is something really cool. Now, Cash, I have a question for you. What do you think the D stands for when they said they gave it to football players for how well they did in their season? I was scratching my head trying to think about it the whole time and the only thing that made sense was diploma but that didn't even make sense so i didn't think about that either you know it makes me feel like when a football player in letters Mm -hmm. you know for having a good season or being a starter on the football team so i wonder if uh, you know instead of saying letters this is the actual letter that was given to a player for whatever it was for that season. Maybe it stands for dedication, determination. I don't know. One of those things, if anyone knows or, hey, knew one of those family members that actually got the letter D, go ahead and email us. Let us know on Facebook. We are excited to learn about it. Absolutely, guys. That email is at theobpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can look up OBpod. Thanks again, Rob, for an awesome fact of the week, or basically just some cool information back from the 1920s to give you a comparison of class sizes and what kind of academic achievements they had back then. I never would have thought I would have gotten this much enjoyment and knowledge out of the fact of the week for Olive Branch each and every week that we get it. All right, guys, that wraps up our intro. And so now it's time to get to the second half and where we're going to have an awesome post-game show with all three coaches as we discuss some big games in the county, some tough and hard rake losses, as well as a couple big W's for a couple local programs. We hope you stick around and enjoy. With summer here, are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to DeSotoDumpsters.com. You'll be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They are open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an eyesore sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service DeSoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties. So visit them at DeSotoDumpsters.com or give them a call at 901-299-0916. 
Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or Call 901-250-0873. 10 seconds, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Bingo! And now it's time for the OB Pod Coaches Post Game Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Justin Hector. You think you know football, but you don't. So shut up and listen. That's right, guys. It's week six of our post-game show, and we've got another great one for you. Cash, man, we had some great football games Friday night, some heartbreak ones, but also had some dynamic ones. Uh, I think uh, people are going to be pretty impressed with how the county's playing out. No, I'm right there with you. And not only are we getting some fantastic high school football, uh, I'm a little saddened that we're doing this on Friday night because the college games that we're getting lined up for are going to be fantastic. I know you had to sadly miss the opportunity to go see Ole Miss in Alabama. So I had a friend offer me tickets and I had to turn them down because I just got too much going on over the weekend and you know you got to take care of your family priorities first and but we're going to catch up some other games later this year and uh, look forward to the experience. But that game was in Bama, right? Yeah, it was in Tuscaloosa. So that was going to be a little over four hour ride one way. Yeah, I think you dodged a bullet right there because <laughs> man, that drive out there is just something absolutely brutal. I'm going to be at the casinos and I am excited to talk about how much money we probably take in for oh, this game. I can only imagine. The amount of people I already had to coming down and placing all the money is on Ole Miss right now that we took. People are like, oh, plus 450, which means you bet $100 to win 450 My goodness, the amount of people coming in and sweeping it. But we also got Arkansas versus Georgia. I don't know. I'm hyped for it. Let's go ahead and start talking about some high school football. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Now, if you are thirsty right now and need something to quench your thirst for this conversation, guys, we hope you're going to Old Town Vibes right there in Old Town. They have one of the best nutrition shops in the entire area. They are a cut above when it comes to the quality and taste when it comes to these drinks. Loaded teas, meal replacement shakes, and everything in between. You go over there right now, you're going to see a fun shop that has energetic workers that are there to make sure you're happy. You're going to get in and out quick with a great product and at a great price. What's better than that? Go check them out, guys. You can also see them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that at Old Town Vibes. No, they are a fantastic social media follow because they are just goofy, energetic, and you're just like, oh my goodness, I need to go meet these people as they give me one of the most delicious drinks that I'm ever going to have because you hit the nail right on the head when you said taste. And they are coming up with new flavors all of the time. Oh, I know it. I know it. Like we talked about last week, they already have a pumpkin-flavored one, and it's dynamic. Guys, they're open on Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., and on Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. So, Cash, let's get to those scores, brother. What do we got for the county this week? We have DeSoto Central as they beat Horn Lake 14-7. to We want to stop right here and say a special congratulations to Coach Dewar, who is the offensive coordinator for DeSoto Central, who had to miss the ball game as his child was being born today. So we want to say congratulations to him. The baby is healthy and everybody is doing well. Yeah, I love when the team's able to dedicate a win to their coach whenever he's not there. 
That's right. Uh, it was a gritty ball game. I've heard from a few people who were there. It was kind of a, you know, knocking back and forth. Both teams, a lot of speed, well coached. Uh, but unfortunately for Horn Lake, uh, DeSoto Central was able to capitalize on some turnovers during the ball game and struck it out and won 14 7. Bravo to them. Bravo to coach. And hey, maybe you can name that kid W. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Next, we have what was a close game for most of it, but South Panola pulled away late 56-28 to over Olive Branch. Yeah, when we talk to Coach, um, it's, it's uh, you know, I feel like we're a broken record. They came out with a great game plan. They came out strong. They were winning 14 to nothing in the first quarter. But South Panola was able to catch up and eventually take the lead by seven. And every time one scored, the other scored, and they maintained that seven-point lead. But there at the end, multiple turnovers led to a 21-point difference and ultimately put the reach out for Olive Branch, and South Panola just put it away, 56-28. And I can believe it. I've played South Panola as many times as I ever want to in my life, and sometimes you can be keeping it close, and then all of a sudden, Katie you, bar the door, yeah, it's you, over. You blink, and you're getting whooped. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Next up, we want to talk about Lake Cormorant as they unfortunately lost to Cleveland Central 25-14. to This was a stunner to me. Um, I thought Lake Cormorant would actually blow right through them, but believe it or not, Cleveland Central is actually a very talented team, got big kids. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where um, Lake Cormorant, if they're matched, you know, speed to speed, they struggle. And so I guess it kind of goes back to, you know, game plan design and maybe Cleveland Central just had a better one going in. I didn't get a lot of information on the game, um, you know, so that's unfortunate. But, I, again, I'm just surprised they came out with an L on this one. Yeah, I mean, late corporate, they were my early season pick to make it to state. And, unfortunately, they haven't lived up to the expectations that I had for them. I know they're out there playing hard, but sometimes it's just not your year. Yeah, well, the other thing is, too, is that, you know, unfortunately, they lost one of their best players in a car accident before the season. And I know I'm sure they're dedicating the season to it. But he was an integral to how good they were mm -hmm. um, and how good they are. Let me rephrase that. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. They can come back. You get to the playoffs, it's a whole new ball of wax. You know, again, COVID's still out there. A lot of things can change. And so I still have a lot of hope for Lake Carmen. I think Coach Nestor does a great job with those guys. And uh, look forward to seeing where they go. North Point, as they took on St. George, and they won in what is a low-scoring affair considered for North Point, 27-13. to 13. You know, when we talked to uh, Coach Russell, you know, a few weeks back when they played St. George and won, I think, 21-14, you know, we talked about how they are very good at bend-don't-break style defense. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, 27 is a low score for North Point, for sure. But it doesn't surprise me from that standpoint. Um, I am surprised that North Point beat St. George worse than Olive Branch does. It gives me a new level of appreciation for North Point. They, you know, that they, they probably are a lot better than most people would think when it comes to a small Christian school or something like that. So uh, kudos to them. You know, to me, if they were to hop right into our 6A division, they could probably make some noise. And so, hey, congratulations to them. And I uh, always like it when a local team beats one of those Memphis teams that eh, maybe has a little bit of issue recruiting. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Now we're going to move on to South Haven as they finally put up a couple of points again as they beat Hernando 16-9. to 
give it to South Haven's defense. Wilkie is a phenomenal quarterback who tosses the ball around. He's usually guaranteed at least two or three touchdowns a game, mm-hmm. either with his feet or his passing. For them to be able to hold him at nine uh, is impressive. Uh, you know, probably a great ball game. Sounds like a slugfest. Really surprised. I thought both. I thought both teams would score a whole lot. I thought it'd be more of a barn burner and not a defensive struggle. Even though South Haven's got great defense. I was about to say there's not going to be any barn burners with South Haven. Well, most of South Haven's best defense is in its core. It's not mm-hmm. on its outside. They have speed galore, you know. But like even when we played them, you know, they're they're focused more on causing problems in the box and not giving you time to throw the ball. You know, Wilkie's offensive line and their running scheme and passing scheme usually guarantees him time to be able to do what he does. So, again, I think uh, Coach Stevenson has done a great job. Uh, he probably game planned pretty darn well with the speed he has to make sure they took away some of his favorite passes. And, and they struggled, and that's why they only had nine points. So, congratulations, South Haven. Yeah, I think South Haven just needs to start playing a different game and just say, hey, race to 17. Let's see who gets there first. Yeah, no doubt. And we want to finish it up with what was the game of week for us and especially you. And congratulations on getting that nice little W. Center Hill beat Lewisburg 27-17. That's right, Cash. It was a great game. It was a great environment. You know, it's one of those situations where I have so much uh, admiration and respect for both coaches. And it was really tough to, you know, look at one and say, man, what a great win, awesome, and then walk over and tell the other coach, man, and just see his face of just anger. Not was that so really tough? Anger. Was that was it really that tough for you? It is. I mean, like Coach okay. Hector, Coach Hector's a friend. I yeah. mean, he, no, we went to high school together, and so like I want both guys to be happy. You don't want to see either one of them lose, you know. But that's that's what makes the game. Yeah, I mean, that's you know? what makes sports so special is just being able to enjoy it, revel in seeing your team rise victorious, holding a trophy on the other team's field. Okay, I might have gone a little too far right there. <laughs> well, you know, it's back when I coached you. You know, we had the Mayor's Cup and how contentious it was. It didn't matter how bad your season or your record was. That Mayor's Cup meant everything to you as yeah. a Southern Central kid. Just like a person from South Haven, it was a big deal for them as well. So, I mean, like, it is what it is. You know, that trophy we have is pretty cool. It's a split helmet, you know, and the uh, winner gets to keep it and put their etch on there. They've won it. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, that makes Center Hill has won, I think, nine times, and Lewisburg has won four times it's getting not lopsided but it's heavy handed on one side um but you know it's a great rivalry we have great coaches that have great respect they were calling i was sitting in the cafeteria and coach peacock and coach hector were talking to each other on the phone laughing having a good time and you know talking to each other you know talking a little smack i put a video out there to have some fun with it because once i heard them talking to each other a little bit i was like oh, i gotta use this and put a little video and i got some good laughs out yeah. of it and it was great and like again it just helps build a healthy rivalry um, you know, when they shook hands in the ball game, you could just see the level of respect and appreciation to each other. And so, again, it's just another classic example of why these kids are very blessed to have good coaches in the area. You know, I mean, don't get wrong. Sometimes the record doesn't be what you want. Maybe that's not the style of offense you like or, hey, you feel like they should be better. But I can tell you as somebody who's played football a long time, coached football a long time, seen winning programs, seen losing programs, been a part of them as a player and coach. And, and I can tell you they both – are going about it the right way. Sometimes you just it just takes longer, or you have those years where you don't have the you know the, the great gems and joes, and you're going to have some lulls. But you know it's a great schools and they're doing great. And so hey, congratulations to both coaches again. Congrats to Center Hill. I know they're happy to bring the trophy back to the hill. Uh, we'll have a great conversation with those coaches to get more into the finer details of the ball game. No, and I couldn't be happier to see healthy rivalries continue to flourish. As we all know. I love a little bit of trash talk when it comes to sports and seeing all of this. So congratulations to both teams. It was an awesome game, and I can't thank enough for participating in it. And like you said, 
especially in high school, there's a lot more in this game than W's and L's. It is a lot about growing as a person, learning responsibility, and just going through a lot of adversity. And these kids are continuing to flourish, and it's exciting to see. Completely agree. Let's go ahead and start with Olive Branch and Coach Russell and hear how they jumped out ahead on South Panola. Hey, guys, I got Coach Russell on with me. Coach, how are we doing on this fine Sunday evening? Man, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I, I enjoyed the sunshine. Yesterday was kind of a bummer, uh, especially watching college football and all the rain and everything. It just it wasn't a good day, you know, unless you're a Mississippi State fan, which I kind of leaned that way anyway a little bit. Uh, you know, they did pretty good, kind of had a surprise win. Uh, you know, Kiffin kind of went down there and had some head-scratching stuff going on during the game, but you know, the kids were fighting, and he's building that program up. So other than that, that's all I got, Coach. But I want to talk about OB, man. I, and first thing I got to tell you, Coach, is, is that a lot of buzz came out of the ball game from Friday night, especially when you were winning 14-0 to start out the game. And uh, But unfortunately, it didn't kind of turn out that way at the end. South Panola kind of found a way to get back. I know he had some struggles with some turnovers and everything. But, you know, what's the mood like in the locker room after the game? And, you know, how's things looking for this week? Well, you know, I think our kids are really, really positive. You know, what I what I took away uh, from, from the night, our kids fought, and they fought really hard. They fought hard to the whistle, uh, to the last whistle, you know, and just played their tails off. Um, we made too many mistakes to win the game, uh, but we're, we're, again, going back, fixing those things, you know. We're up 14 to nothing, and we snapped the ball over the over the uh, punter's head. You know, they picked it up, scoop and score. You know, you got a foot seven points, and the things where you're playing good football teams, and the margin's small, you can't do those kind of things, and, and, and you know, we had a couple of bad snaps, uh, center exchanges, and, you know, those kind of things. Again, we had a turnover there, two drives killed by that. Those kind of mistakes are just, uh, you know, unfortunately is what's been kind of plaguing us so far this year. Uh, our kids, as far as running, blocking, tackling, doing those things, do a great job. Uh, we've got to clean up the little things. You know, football uh, is a game of small details. And, you know, I always tell the kids day in and day out, you know, small details win big games. And we've got to do a better job with those details. I agree, Coach. Like I said, y'all came out 14-0. You know, like you said, it went over the punter's head, and that kind of changed some things. But I tell you, you know, y'all were tit for tat. You had some great zone option stuff. Y'all were running. I mean, heck, we running back, hit one for over 80. Uh, Y'all were able to move the ball pretty decently off and on. Again, the snaps over the head. I know you had a center go down with an injury. And so, that's you know, that was a backup that came in. I know that was kind of tough. Um, but you know anybody who can say, I mean, you had a whole bunch of offensive yardage in the in this ball game. How much did y'all have rushing and passing? Because not a lot of people can say that when it comes to South Panola. Well, we had right at two hundred rushing. It was what the actual total comes out to be. But we also had right at fifty yards that was taken away because of uh, the punt, the bad punt snap, and the and the two snaps over the head of the quarterback. You take those two things away, we rushed the ball for two hundred and fifty yards uh, on the night. And threw it for about 70 yards as well. So, you know, production is there offensively. It's just, you know, cleaning up the mistakes and taking away our errors. Yeah, coach, I hear you. You know, coach, I got to tell you, Coach Jones posted a few videos on Twitter, and uh, your left side of the offensive line, I think it's um, you got a guy named Pat who plays left guard, lots of pancakes, a lot of physical aggression. You know, you, you, you could definitely tell the kids were not afraid as the game went along. But honestly, coach, I got to tell you, when I, when I was watching the game, you know, that very first series, it seems like a lot of teams go through that awe moment, oh, my gosh, I'm playing South Panola. And, you know, everybody just kind of had their eyes open and didn't really kind of fire out or like that. But once they kind of got their groove on, 
nobody was afraid on that field, and they hit people in the mouth, and it was a great ball game. I know the score doesn't seem like it was, but again, you take turnovers and giveaways on touchdowns. This game is very tight. I mean, it was a seven-point game going into the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, you just got to try to find a way to finish strong, finish those little things. But uh, yeah, I think you're right, Coach. I think your guys fought hard. They scrapped, and you know, they didn't they didn't let the intimidation stick with them longer than three plays. Yeah, you know, I think you come out of a game like that, and you know, of course, there there is that effect. I mean, you know, um, just the just the name amongst the state, but you know, our kids weren't scared of them. Um, they kind of felt their way into the game. You know, that happens a lot of times. You know, right at the beginning of the game, those first few plays, first few snaps. You know, everybody's kind of trying to fill everybody else out, and uh, you know, it just it, it didn't look great at that first series. We didn't fire off the football like you said, like we normally do. You know, we're you know. Obviously, we, we got that corrected, rushing for 250 yards against Alpinola. There's not many people that, that can say that. Um, and uh, so our kids you know, got in the groove. They figured out they're just like anybody else, and, and they went after it. I mean, they, they, didn't, uh, they didn't back down, and they came out swinging, ready to fight. So uh, I, I couldn't be more proud of our kids for how they approached the game and, uh, like I said, how they just continued to fight, stayed together, even when things got uh, tough right there in the fourth quarter. Um, but, you know, it wasn't, uh, it was no pointing fingers or anything like that. Our kids were just like, let me go again. Let me see what else I can do. Let me see if, you know, here's the next possession. Let's go fight again. And, uh, you know, we're going to win a lot of football games, you know, working like that. I agree, coach. You guys had a lot of mustard about them. And like you said, by the time you got into the field, it was a no holds bar. Uh, it was great. A lot of big hits. Uh, you know, I just got to be honest, the South and Old team is a very talented ball club. For y'all to be as close as y'all were and really had the opportunity to win the ball game, that says a lot. Uh, they have I've been watching South Pono for years. I've coached against them several times. Um, they've had they have two or three kids on that team that are is what I call blink players. You blink and they're gone. Some of the fastest guys I've seen. And, you know, and I know you've got some speed on your team. Uh, and so having that element with that kind of physicality, they're going to be a special ball club and probably going to compete pretty decently going all through the playoffs and possibly in the state. So, again, I think hats off to your kids. I think they played uh, a phenomenal ball game. You know, I know you all went through your, some adversities and stuff. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, when you play a team like that, especially one that, just, you know, kind of switches up defenses a lot. You know, when I watched the game, they came out in the bare front or, you know, a five front and uh, – that's difficult. I mean, that forces every lineman to, you know, to be on an island and, you know, and puts those things in play. And that's that's not easy to do when you're playing against a South Panola team that's fast and strong and physical and has a tradition of that. And you're creating that for your own, um, you know. But then, of course, they can bounce back to a 4-2 and change things up. And, you know, you have to be versatile. You have to be uh, flexible. And I think your kids uh, accepted the challenge and did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, they came out of the bare front. We, we spread them out a little bit, got them into a 5-1 look and, uh, we hit him on a little zone replay that we had and, uh, you know, he held 83 yards and, uh, you know, our running backs up the sideline and, you know, that kid can fly. And once he got past that first level, I mean, he's, he's as fast as anybody in the state and he was gone. Um, you know, once they, once we did that, uh, they kind of switched it up, got back into a, uh, four down front most of the time. And, you know, they, they changed it around a little bit, just made it where we could just, you know, hone in on one thing exactly. Um, but, you know, our kids, again, handled that well. And uh, we kind of switched up. When they switched up to the four-down front, we went to a uh, a little bit more of a tight end look and, and just, you know, just uh, just playing the chess match in there. And uh, obviously we're still able to move the ball well and uh, pretty consistently on offense. We threw, you know, had a big fade ball to Keyshawn Sess, caught a 
had a, a great catch uh, down their corner of the end zone, in their corner end zone. Uh, fantastic ball by Brady Wright. Um, we had, you know, so it was a big catch. We had a big run. And, you know, we jumped out 14 to nothing. And then, you know, we got a couple of miscues. But, you know, fighting, it's 14-14 right before halftime. They get a late score. We uh, we had a, a bad punt right before half. Only went five yards. I think we were on the 35-yard line. You know, so they get the ball right around the 40-yard line. And uh, we were trying to back them up with two minutes left to go. And, you know, it just didn't, didn't work out. And uh, they were able to to punch in right before half and, and uh, get that, get them, get us down 21 to 14 at that point. Yeah. Again, coach, you guys fought hard. I think y'all had a great game plan and, you know, anybody who says differently, you know, I, I'm very curious about, you know, uh, I know Olive Branch is a place of tradition and they expect, you know, to win every ball game. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you you know, you have to develop players, get people to follow and, you know, follow and believe into a program and an ideal and, you can definitely tell your kids are bought in. They're fighting physical. They're hard. You know, like you said, you clean up the little details. Uh, you know, your your record is completely different in my mind. Uh, you know, you could be eyeballing one, maybe two losses instead of where you are. And, uh, you know, the beautiful thing is, is that you fought, in my opinion, probably the majority of your toughest competition so far uh, early in your season. And uh, a lot of your competition on the late half, your kids are going to be well-experienced, well-bought in, uh, really seasoned into things. And I think y'all are about to hit a huge stride and probably could probably finish out the season undefeated and be quite a contender going into the playoffs. And so uh, I think things are going to shape up, and I think Olive Branch can get pretty excited about where y'all are headed. Yeah, we, we've definitely faced some tough opponents, but we've definitely got some tough ones here to come. I mean, you know, just week in, week out with all of our opponents being so close right here in the county that, you know, everybody else we play is – you know, DeSoto County teams and, you know, everybody is, you know, it's, it's everybody's Super Bowl every week. You know, everybody's excited about playing everybody else. You know, it's an opportunity to play people that they know. Uh, so, you know, no matter what, every game is just going to be a big game from here on out. Agreed, coach. So next week, you guys have got Horn Lake. Now, is this a home or away? It's home. Home game. Well, coach, I, Horn Lake is basically one of those teams that is doing pretty well. Uh, based on one senior leader, and that is their star player number seven, who is going to Mississippi State. Uh, you know, what kind, what kind of preparation are y'all doing this week to prepare for that? Well, you know, I mean, the first thing you got to do is you got to make sure that our kids are in the right spot. You know, I, I've got uh, I've got a whiteboard full of formations that they do. You know, they they make they give us multiple different looks. They're going to give you you know twenty something different formations and. Uh, what you've got to do is be able to line up but first off and make sure you're in the right spot to play in uh, good assignment football. You know, that's the first step to anything is make sure you're in the right spots. Kids know what they're doing. Uh, so we're going to be working on that a lot this week, making sure we're ready to go. And then just, you know, keeping a guy like that in front of us, you know, uh, where we can rally up, make the tackle. And then, you know, when you got a great player, don't let one guy make the tackle. You know, you need to let all 11 guys trying to touch the football every play. And when you do that, it's hard for them to, you know, to break. They break one tackle, there's another guy right there. Uh, if you stand around and wait for him say, oh, he's going to make that tackle, you know, sometimes he doesn't against a great player and then they're gone. You're right, Coach. And like you said, that's been their style. I mean, realistically, number seven has been the major force in their offense. Um, you know, and just uh, he's a special kid. And he's a special player. We went wrong. Every team has him. Uh, you know, but he's he's definitely theirs, and you know he's definitely somebody you can concerned about. I think if y'all can hem him in and 
uh, change his, uh, you know, his production level and things. Uh, that puts y'all in the driver's seat to win the ball game. Uh, you know, like you talk about, they're a multi-formation kid. Uh, they're a multi-formation team, but a lot of that is what I call window dressing. You know, they just the same window. They're just going to put different drapes and different curtains and different things on it. You know, but you get, you got to stay true and understand what they're trying to do, and you know, and be in position to make plays. And so, I think you guys are going to do a phenomenal job. Uh, I totally see y'all coming out of this one with a W. Uh, you know, if you can minimize those mistakes and you get everybody aligned into the you know one direction, one commitment, and you know and minimize anything other, then I think y'all are going to be a formidable opponent and uh, have a great rest of your season. So, Coach, we really wish you luck Friday night and uh, hope that uh, y'all have a good week of practice and uh, look forward to talking next week about the W. I appreciate it. Hopefully that's the case. We're going to get after it and have a phenomenal week. We're going to get after it this one week and make sure the kids are ready to roll. That's it, Coach. Again, thanks for your time, and we look forward to seeing talking to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. It was an unfortunate result, but you got to love when your game plan comes together early. Now on to the rivalry game. Here's Coach Hectorn. Hey, guys. I've got Coach Hectorn with me. Coach, how are we doing on this fine Sunday evening? Hey, we're doing well. Appreciate you having me. Uh, as always, Coach, appreciate it. You know, Friday night was quite a ball game, Coach. I know all week we were talking about the big rivalry and playing Center Hill, and I know your kids were amped. And to me, it was a great atmosphere. I thought both teams played real, real hard. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where I was hoping both coaches could come out winners, but, you know, it just doesn't work that way. That's why football is so great a sport. And, uh, you know, you guys just um, didn't quite get it all the way done and end up taking a nail. Uh, you know, so what's what's the mood in the locker room and how's, how's everything moving right now? Uh, well, obviously, I mean, it, you know, never feels good to, to lose and, and, and definitely win in a rivalry game, especially one that you feel like, you know, even during the course, you know, you could have won and maybe even at times felt like you should have won. So, you know, it's kind of hard to take, but that's part of it, you know, and it's uh, it's also part of life. And that's what we always try to refer, refer back to with our kids of, and then this is just how things go sometimes. And it's all about how you respond. So, um, you know, we're we're up here getting ready for, for the next one. And when our kids come in in the morning, it'll be the same thing of, uh, you know, how, how do we get ready, uh, you know, learn from the things that we need to learn from and, and get ready to go again? Because, uh, again, that's uh, that's how it works. And, and we're fortunate that we get to play play another week. I agree, Coach. You know, Coach, I can tell you this. You know, it was truly a game of um, difference making when it comes to different styles of offense, styles of defense. I think both you guys had great game plans. Uh, I know that uh, Center Hill was able to get their starting quarterback this week. He was. He was cleared to play, I think, like Monday, um, which was huge because he was a senior leader, and I know that was probably a kind of a little bit of a surprise for you guys because, you know, y'all been practicing against a, a guy who's much slower, much larger, um, you know, uh, and not to talk take anything away from him, but just a different kind of athlete playing quarterback. Um, and I think that was huge for Center Hill because, like, during the ball game, you know, I, as I say, when I was there, I watched the entire ball game. The uh, first half was quite a difference. You know, I think uh, Center Hill had three drives and were able to sustain those three drives for three touchdowns. And it took up at least 80% of the entire first half on the clock. And I know you guys probably had like, I don't know, 10 to 12 plays on the field in the first half. And that, that's pretty difficult. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, um, you know, first of all, with the quarterbacks, you're absolutely right. You know, we were preparing for uh, – Number seven, who is a, a special athlete. I mean, he's he's really good, uh, but just different from from uh, you know number twelve. And uh, you know, and I'll say this: what a great kid he is, uh, uh, Mark. We you know we've 
ran into him over here at 707. We saw him down at camp and just a, just an incredible young man. So, um, you know, happy for him that, you know, he's able to come back and, and continue to play after, you know, such a, a tough injury early on. But, you know, it definitely is, uh, kind of switched things up for us a little bit and, uh, something we weren't prepared for. And, uh, you know, we try to make some adjustments, but the problem is, like you said, when you have long drives and, and shorter drives by our offense, it's, it's hard to make those adjustments, uh, on the fly. And, um, you know, we did that at halftime. I, you know, I felt like we made a few during the uh, first half and then we got in halftime, we were able to make some adjustments and, and things went much differently for us, uh, you know, defensively, you know, and I think another, another thing that was really tough is, uh, you know, a lot of balls hit the ground and, and gosh, every single one of them seemed to bounce right back up into their chest. So, you know, there were some, some kind of breaks that, that went their way. And, and, but, you know, again, that's, that's not a round ball. And uh, it doesn't always bounce the way that we want and, and bounce in our favor. But, um, you know, again, it was, uh, I thought it was a great game. And, um, you know, I felt like we had a good plan. And, you know, we just got to make sure we execute those at all times. And when we do that, we're going to be, you know, in position to be in ball games. I agree, Coach. Like I said, I mean, like your opening play was a reverse pass for a wide receiver who was wide open. And we're talking about fingertips away from changing the tempo of the entire ball game. Uh, and that's that's uh, that would that would be imagine what the difference of the first half would be in if it was seven seven going into the first couple minutes of the ball game, you know. So little things like that, like you talked about, uh, Center Hill laid the ball on the ground a couple times, but we're able to recover or recover them until the very last fumble, um, you know. So I mean, again, if one of those bounces your way, again, could change things, uh, you know. So it, like I said in the beginning, I think the game could have gone either way, especially you know how the teams have been playing and preparing each other. Uh, I think when y'all came out second half, you could definitely see the adjustments y'all made on defense. You know, to me, from the first half, it looked like y'all were focusing on taking away the outside run and the dive was hurting y'all. The second half, it looks like y'all took y'all decided to take the dive away and force the quarterback to pitch. And that's what laid the ball to the ground and, you know, stalled out a few draws, um, stalled out a few drives for center hill and uh, gave y'all the ball back a lot. And, uh, you know, we're able to, you know, drive and score and tire out their defense. And so, Again, you know, if you're not behind the ch- behind the chains or you know behind twenty to, you know, three at halftime, you know, like I said, it could be a completely different ball game. Um, I think your kids played real hard. I think uh, they, never, they didn't give up. You know, but like Little said, little mistakes. You know, the quarterback um, I felt like could have thrown the ball a couple times where you had guys down the field give him an opportunity. He didn't. He t- decided to tuck it. You know, got minimal yards out of it. I know y'all had a player uh, get penalized and ejected, and you know, I know the rivalry games; those things happen. But the little things have got to be, you know, got to be wiped away, especially in a rivalry game, and especially when you're young and you're trying to develop a program like you guys are. That's right. I mean, we, we talk about uh, details all the time. I mean, that's probably uh, probably the first thing we say in every every Monday when we come in and have our team meeting before we watch film. And, you know, it's always the, the little details that get us. And, you know, we're we're still a young team and, you know, we, we've got to we've got to start to grow up a little bit. We've, we've got half a season under our belt at this point or close to it. And, um, you know, we, we've got to start to understand those details and, and kind of lock in on them. So, you know, that, that's on, I think that's on me to, to make sure that we continue to teach those and, and to drill those and, and hold guys accountable to those little details that we talk about. But, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, we, you know, we barely miss a touchdown right there on the very, our very first offensive play and, you know, how much different that could be. And, you know, we, we did. We had guys wide open several times that probably walk into the end zone if we hit them. So, um, you know, little things along the way, and, and we got to understand that the little things add up to the big things. And, 
um, you know, we just hadn't quite figured that out yet. Well, Coach, I know you also are working with a sophomore quarterback, and I know some of your wide receiver core were sophomores. Heck, your, your touchdown right there with 45 seconds left in the game was a sophomore quarterback throwing to a sophomore receiver. You know, I know y'all lost your starting quarterback and you lost a big defense lineman. You lost a defense lineman during the ball game. I know you've been battling some injuries. I know you're missing a Mike linebacker, a youthful football team. I say all this to say this is that when you build a program, what I can tell is, is I see kids playing with heart, desire, and a no-quit attitude. Don't get me wrong. It's tough. And every kid is, you know, as a kid, that's why he is. You know, you lose the wind in your sail when you see bad things happen or the other team is scoring and, but I always saw you guys fighting and lean. Look, 45 seconds left. You're trying to score. You're trying to put an onside on there and put yourself in position to be able to tie. You know, and that's a, that's a that's a great quality. Where I felt like Center Hill was kind of like I already felt like I had it in the bag and being lackluster and gave you the opportunity. And so, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, the game's never over. Your kids played hard, and so I don't think they have no reason to you know to hang their heads. And I think the you know the fans and the community need to stay out there and support. And understand this takes time. This is your first year into this, and uh, you know, and there's you can going it can only go up from here. And so, uh, I look forward to seeing how Lewisburg produces from here. Yeah, absolutely. Like so, we we've got a lot of young guys playing. We've had a lot of adversity this year, but um, you know, again, like I said earlier, it's how life works, and and uh, we're not going to make excuse for it. We're just going to continue to plug along and and uh, stick together and play hard. And you know, that's what we preach to our kids every every week. And and uh, you know, we know no other way. You know, we're not going to quit. We're not going to stop. Uh, there's time on the clock we're playing. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm proud of our kids for that. And, and, you know, it's definitely something we can build on. And, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I hope our kids understand that. I hope our parents and, and our, our, our fans and community understand that, that, you know, it, it takes time. And But, you know, the way we do things is, is how we do them. And we're not going to waver. We're not going to uh, fall off course. We're going to stay the course. And, uh, you know, we're going to turn this thing around. There's no doubt. Absolutely, Coach. Speaking so this week, Coach, I know you've got Hernando coming on Friday. Uh, Hernando's a pretty good ball club. They've uh, played a lot of opponents to a close game. They've lost several of them, but I think they were always in the battle. I think they have a star quarterback, uh, Wilkie. Uh, he, he throws the ball around pretty good. I know he has two or three good weapons out there at wide receiver core. You know, what, do you, what are you all thinking this week? Uh, you know, what kind of week of prep you all looking at? Uh, well, it's going to be difficult. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned the, the quarterback. And he's uh, a uh, Southern Miss commit. Um, you know, he's um, his, his brother played there a few years ago. He was a really special player. And, you know, so the bloodline is there. And, you know, you got to remember, this was a, a second-round playoff team a year ago. You know, so they've, they've got some experience. They've got some extra practice under their belts with that. And, and uh, you know, they understand how to win, win ball games. And, you know, the record may show up, but like you said, they've been in every one of them. And they played really good teams, really close. And, um, you know, we've, we've got a battle in front of us. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we play at Horn Lake a few weeks ago and they want nothing more than, than to beat me. And then we turn around, we play Center Hill, which we know the rivalry there. There's a little bit of one there with, with Hernando as well. Uh, you know, from what I've been told. So, um, you know, we're not going to get, nobody's going to, you know, let us slide by and, and kind of overlook us or anything like that. So, we, we've got to come to play every week and, and know we're going to get their very best. And um, like I said, they're a talented, talented group. And, um, you know, we, we've got our work cut out of force for some. Gotcha, Coach. 
Well, I wish you luck, man. I think your kids are still fighters, and I think there's a lot of good season left. And win, lose, or draw, these are opportunities for those kids to grow and, uh, you know, be a part of that future in this program. And, uh, again, I, I wish you all luck, and I look forward to seeing how you all turn out Friday. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. All right, man. Coach, again, thanks for your time. We look forward to again talking to you next week. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Coach, for coming on. Now let's go ahead and talk to Coach Peacock. All right, guys, I got Coach Peacock. Coach, how we doing, man? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. So I hear the you know the buzz at the hill is nothing but positive after a big game Friday night. Got the got the trophy back in the case, or or is it sitting in your office and you're polishing it or making it look good for pictures or something? What are y'all doing? It's still it's still down in football right now. I'll probably I'll probably take it up to the front of the school in the morning. But yeah, it's still it's still down down in the football office. <laughs> well, coach, you want to say congrats, man? It was a good ball game. I loved watching it, you know, uh, you know, as a Center Hill guy, you know, I, I have to be try to make sure I'm not, you know, biased or partial, but you know, hey, I'm Mustang first and so I, I'm very much proud of the boys. They played a good game. I think, you know, I think it was just a good football game. You know, it, I wouldn't say, you know, it started off kind of lopsided, but it turned more into a game as the second half goes, and I know that's not what you wanted, but uh, I thought the atmosphere was good. I thought the officiating was decent. Don't get me wrong. There were some calls, you know, they should have called. I thought, that, you know, of course, there was an official, too, who loves to have that authority, as we all say. But anyway, it goes. They weren't really what I would call a factor in the ball game, And uh, I think the boys executed well. And it was good to see that you, uh, you, you know, you had some senior uh, leadership back on the field. Mark Holmes got cleared to play and uh, started the ball game, And uh, I think it made a huge difference. Yeah, I think no doubt, you know, I think both sides of the ball, we got a couple of starters back that that not only, you know, make us better football team because of their presence as football players, but just just kind of leaders. And especially with Mark, um, I think that was a really a, a positive for us. He, he played really well and we tried to, you know, we tried to manage the game, especially early on, not asking him to pitch the ball and, and some of the things that, that he's going to have to do you know, moving forward, but just trying to get him back in the flow of things. Um, did a really good job. Denver Kiner, uh, he didn't start the game, but played a bunch after I think the first series. Uh, that was his first game back since, uh, since I think week one, West Plains. Um, and then of course, Eric being able to now play solely defensive line and rest, uh, played, played really well, played better than he's been playing, having to do kind of double duty. So that, that helped, helped us on the defensive line. Um, so, yeah, I saw some good things. Obviously, uh, felt like we, we let some things slip away from us in the third quarter, um, you know, trying to force some things. But but thought our kids played hard. Uh, we still, you know, still got a lot to clean up on the offensive line, still doing some things that that we can't do against, against good football teams. Against, um, you know, I know Lewisburg was – um, had some issues on the D line from some kids quitting and things like that. So they were, they were a little, they were a little shorthanded in this game. Like we've been in some of our games, but, uh, you know, so there's some things we've got to clean up and fix. But, um, you know, again, you're playing a rival and, uh, as long as you come away with the win and with the trophy, that's really all that matters in that game. I agree, coach. Yeah. I think, uh, you guys both had good game plans. I think, uh, like I said, when y'all were, y'all had three drives in the first half. And all three uh, were successful for touchdown. Uh, you know, big plays. You marched the field, ate a ton of clock. I think y'all took something like eighty-seven percent of the clock in the entire first half, and left Lewisburg with only like ten to twelve plays. And uh, so that—that's what that offense is designed to do. 
keep your defense off the field, keep their defense on the field, and then score points. And, you know, in a slow, methodical way and uh, in a demoralizing way, really. And, uh, you know, to see that outcome for a halftime score, uh, it was nice. It's a good feeling. It's what it's supposed to be. And, you know, and I know in the past y'all had a lot of issues where details or mistakes have cost you and you get behind the chains and or you're behind several scores early in the ball game and uh, not being able to try to do what you want to do or, you know, work an offense like you need to. Uh, it, it was a good little turnaround, and it was very evident and obvious, definitely from our sideline. Um, I think Lewisburg made some adjustments in the second half and, you know, changed some things for us. And like you said, a couple things slipped here and there. But ultimately, your guys fought hard, stuck with it. Uh, I know there was a little bit of jawing out there, a little bit of extra, but we didn't, you know, we didn't get ourselves in, in a pinch on that. And so overall, I think it was just a great quality win. I uh, think you guys uh, really, really came out for, uh, you know, for a rivalry and, uh, and made the Hill proud. Yeah, and, I, you know, we, we um, like I said, we ran the ball well. Um, I don't know what our, our total was. I think it was 370-something yards, and we had one run get called back that was a, a long touchdown run that would have put us right over 400. Um, Amari Dawkins averaged almost 10 yards a carry, so he, he had 173 yards on 18 carries. And Mark, uh, he would have hit 100 uh, yards, um, but he – he pitched the ball way downfield, and so all those yards went to the went to the guy he pitched it to. Um, you know, so very close, very possible having two hundred yard rushers, um, which is what we need. We need our quarterback and our B back to both be around the hundred yard mark week in and week out. Um, and like you said, you know, I think our second drive, um, we started on the one yard line and had a ninety nine yard touchdown drive, and, and that's what those are things we've got to be able to do. Um, stay in front of the change. You know, I don't know how many times we went for it on fourth down, but I know it was several, and I know we got most of them. Um, you know, and that's what we're going to do. You know, if we can if we can get it to fourth and three, fourth and two, you know, we're probably going to go for it and, you know, feel like we can get it um, most of the time just because of what we do offensively. And that helps us, um, you know, in teams where we may be outmanned, uh, against teams where we may be outmanned. So, uh, just trying to keep keep the opponent's offense on the sideline, watching instead of trying to score points. You know, Coach, you, you about made me pull my little hair that I have on my head out. I know you went for it on the fourth and kind of long situation. You were in minus field or right there at midfield and ran. You know, uh, I don't know what you call it. I can't. I don't know that your terminology is where you know your back comes around like he's going to arc and then changes back in the direction he came from and. Y'all ran the pitch play out that way, and Mark was able to get it. I think it, may, it might have been like a fourth and seven. Uh, you know, to me, I was looking at everybody on the side going, going, this is a ballsy call. And, uh, you know, and y'all did it. And, it, and you know, it kind of kept that momentum. And it's one of those things where you're a genius if you do it or you're the worst there is if you if you don't get it, you know. and But it was great to see it happening. That's a level of confidence. And I think having the senior leader out there was a big part of that. Uh, so, you know, Coach, again, I think y'all did a fantastic job. I think, you know, you did your offense, you executed it, and you came away with a trophy, and uh, that's always a great feeling. But next week, you got a big game coming up, and, uh, you know, let's talk about that. So who's 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 the Friday opponent, and how are y'all preparing? Yeah, we uh, we got DeSoto Central. Um, you know, it's homecoming at, at Center Hill, and, you know, I know the fans and everybody love homecoming as a coach. You're, you know, sometimes you're not the biggest fan of it because it's, it, it comes with distractions, you know, Dressing up, parades, 
uh, you know, escorts, stuff like that. That um, you know, I, I want our kids focused on football game, but uh, it's it's good. It's good for our school. Um, we actually, in the first time that I remember, we have a class coming back to do their ten year reunion uh, this weekend. You know, that's what what people don't realize is we're we're still so young. Uh, in the eleven years I've been at Hill, this is the first time that I remember us having a key, a class do their 10 year reunion and, and meet at a homecoming game, you know, do it homecoming weekend, come back and want to be a part of that. So that's really exciting from a school perspective. Um, you know, and, and really excited about that. Hope I get to at least maybe ease in there and, and maybe shake some hands of some kids. Um, uh, so excited about that. So central is a good football team. Uh, they have, uh, Coach Ford, they do a great job. Uh, Coach Dewar, um, you know, worked at Center Hill for a year. He's a Center Hill grad, so I know, you know, it, it's going. His mom is our our booster club president, so I know there's a little, you know, a little something extra in there for them. Not to mention that the, you know, we uh, it wasn't a good choice probably on my part, but but it was the choice to play them for homecoming. So I'm sure they're going to use that as a little extra motivation for their kids, and and our kids just got to. Uh, realize the situation, know we're playing a good football team and, and prepare to, to play again. You know, I, th- I feel like we prepared well last week. We, we practiced well, uh, and in turn, we played well, and they've got to show up Monday and, and get ready to get back to work. Coach, there's nothing better than winning a game, but the hangover of the win can lead to a lot of problems from practice the following week. And so I think you're hitting a nail on the head when it comes to that is those kids got to realize the season's not over. You know, yeah, you beat your arch rival and your, the game you wanted the most, but, you know, you got five or six ball games ahead of you against really quality teams, and, you know, you got to you got to get focused and, you know, get the team back together and use it as a building of momentum, not as a, okay, we're satisfied kind of situation. So, uh, yes, you know, t- couple that with homecoming, that's definitely going to be a challenge, but – I think the kids are going to be excited. I think it's going to rejuvenate them. You know that you know that the season is has a bright future, and uh, I think that's uh, something you can use to your advantage. So I definitely look forward to that. I look forward to seeing the kids, and I'll do my best to try to help encourage that for you, Coach. Walking down the halls, um, you know the uh, it's just it's a great opportunity. I think it's going to be a fun week, and uh, I wish you guys luck. I think uh, it's you know I think y'all will do well, especially if you play as well as you did the first half, and you know you know how you kind of cleaned up some things for the second half. The last ball game, I think DeSoto Central will have their hands full, and uh, it should make for a great, great Friday night. Uh, hopefully, we got some good weather to match with it, and so that it's a successful weekend altogether. Yeah, I hope so. Hope so, Coach. Again, thanks for the time. As always, uh, congrats again on the big W, and uh, make sure that trophy makes it to the front office. And there's a lot of people who'll be excited about it. And uh, we'll look and talk to you again this week. All right, sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach, again. Thanks for coming on, Coach. I hope that trophy is looking nice in its case. Thanks for listening to the OB Pod Coaches Post Game Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Dustin Hector. And now that your three brain cells are saturated with football knowledge, go tell your friends where you got it. See you next week. All right, Cash, I think it's that time that everybody wants to win some money. I know last week you were more than successful with your bid for everyone on their betting. You got some more good news for us this week? As you know, I'm ready to definitely win people some money. We are 2-1 
up a whopping 3.6 units. So let's see if we can't go ahead and make it 4.7. We are going to be taking the LA Chargers, or as I still call them, the San Diego Super Chargers against the Las Vegas Raiders. They are three and a half point favorites, and Oakland is getting a lot of pub. They're undefeated. They're doing wonderful. But we're going to fade Derek Carr and Coach Gruden, Spider-2Y Banana. We're going to ride with those beautiful, beautiful powder blue jerseys and Justin Herbert. They should be able to have a stout defense against the Raiders and jump on them early. That three and a half, that little extra hook we were talking about last week, is not going to be a problem. They should win by a touchdown easily and win us a lot of money. Okay. I love your confidence, Cash, as always. Like you said, we're you're two and one with your picks. Last week was a dominating performance by Dallas, as you called them the unit. And I think this week, guys, you might want to listen to him again. Put your money where your mouth is and see how it goes. Now, guys, if you've enjoyed our show, as we hope you have, really hope you continue to tell your friends and share our stuff on social media, especially on Facebook and Twitter. It really, really helps us. Another thing is we'd love for you to go to iTunes and leave us a positive review. It always helps us when it comes to the search engine for everyone to see our podcast. One last thing we really want to say, we really appreciate a lot of the emails and comments we've been getting the last couple of weeks. Had a lot of people express their appreciation for the show and how we've been able to report a lot of things that are going on locally in a positive manner. We really, really appreciate that is the best paycheck we could ever receive. But I have to tell you guys, if you are interested in being a part of our show, maybe as advertising or want to put more information on there, you have a local news or event or announcement that maybe we should put out there. We would hope you'd reach out to us. You can email us at theobpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you're thinking. If it's something you have going on or a business here locally and you think our advertising would help you, I can tell you we have helped every single advertiser we have and I know we can help you as well. Give us a buzz, let us know, and we'll work with you. Other than that, guys, I think this episode's gone long enough and we appreciate you listening. We look forward to next week. We've got something special cooking. Hopefully it'll come out next week or the week after. We're going to do an education special that I think is really going to knock your socks off. You really, really enjoy it because it's really going to show you the heart and mind and caring concern and love that we have in our schools in this area. But until then, guys, I'm Zach. I'm Cash. We'll see y'all then.